Hymn number 300-300, Oh, Say But I'm Glad. We'll sing the first and last verse there. Hymn number 300, Oh, Say But I'm Glad. There is a song in my heart today, something I never had. Jesus has taken my... Take your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Testing one, that's better. Brother Barnes, would you mind going back and turning this up just a little bit? It's not you. I was going to say something earlier and then I forgot, but I don't have much voice. You could, well, we'll leave that one be, but just give me about another half a number there. And that should pretty well. Can you all hear me in the backpack there? Good. All right. You can hear me, Brother Scott. Let me ask uh, uh, Jennifer, can you hear me? Okay, I've got to ask somebody that's older so I know that they're hearing. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, she didn't see that one coming. That's good. Thank you, Brother uh, Barnes. You can come back and sit by your wife if she'll let you. All right, Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to read the first nine verses. Keep your Bibles out. Uh, we're going to continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We're not going chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We're going topic by topic, but... I, I want to help you tonight. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of everlast, uh, enter, uh, being left us of enter, entering into His rest. Man, these meds are messing with my eyeballs. <laughs> Any of you should uh, seem to come short of it. For unto us was uh, the gospel preached, as well as unto them. Now I want you to notice that st- statement. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. Notice the word us, the word them. Uh, But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day, and on this wise, and God did rest on the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth, some must enter therein. They to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Notice that. It was first preached, and they did not enter in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth the certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then they would not have afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Now, look at me. Let me review very quickly. And I'm... (laughs) I'm taking a little hit every once in a while from people out in uh, social media world and internet world or whatever. I don't give a flip. But (laughs) when you're not on it, you don't hear about it much. But uh, there is a difference between a Hebrew and a Jew. As we have studied for, for weeks now, Hebrew is a nation or a race of people. 
God promised to make Abraham a nation, a great and mighty nation. It was the nation by which the Savior would be born and he would have a lineage not only as a nation of people but also give him right to the throne in Jerusalem as the king. That was the whole purpose of getting a new nation. The word Jew or the word Jewish is a religion. I'm going to make a statement here. God has never been for the Jewish religion. He promised to bless the Hebrew nation, not the Jewish religion. There is a big difference. That's like saying everybody in America uh, is Baptist. (laughs) It's far from that. And I've met some Baptists I don't want to be a part of. Uh, You go down south and you've got the Baptists that handle snakes and all kinds of crazy things. And there are weirdos down there, let me tell you. And uh, just because you're an American doesn't mean you're a Christian. Just like if you were a Hebrew did not mean you were Jewish. Jewish is in reference to a religion. By the way, it was the Jewish religion, the chief priests and the high priests that crucified Jesus. So it was religion, not the nation. God promised to bless the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people. That's why in the Bible it's called the book of Hebrews, not the book of Jews. It's very simple. Now, let me help you. One of the dangers of our world is, and this is truer now than it's ever been. And Brother Jim, some of you guys that are older than me, which there's less and less of that these days. But uh, shut up. But uh, you have to understand something. In our world, we're changing the meaning of words. We're degradating words. The English language is a wonderful language, but we have ruined it. Slang has ruined America. And we've, uh, we, since, honestly, it started in the 1930s. It didn't come on strong till the 1960s. But we've even uh, had a revision of our own history. We've changed the meaning of words. And uh, Miss Kim's here and whoever else. I don't, I'm not here to criticize anything. But just because somebody's black doesn't mean they came from slaves. What makes everybody think that every black person was a slave? It's not true. See, it's true. So what's happened is, and I need your attention on this. Let me help you. The worst thing to do is read the Bible with modern day thinking of what terms mean. We need to read the Bible in what God said, not what we, te- not what we interpret it. That's why we ought to get back to the original intent of the Constitution of the United States of America. Did you know we don't need a new border policy? We just need to enforce the one that's on the books? It's already in there. I'm not asking anybody to change anything. I just want us to enforce what we already had in place. If we would just enforce what's already there, America would be much better off. So one of the dangers of our world is that people view the Bible, they view history in light of terminology of today. As our language gets more and more vulgar, it changes what we see in the past. 
to the point where now, for the last hundred years, men have been rewriting the Bible. And we have every perversion under known to man out there. They're changing the hymns. Let's take, oh, we don't need the blood. Well, my Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus as we did the Lord's Supper Sunday night. Say, oh, it's a bloody religion. You better thank God for that blood because it's on the mercy seat in heaven if you're saved. Now, God is eternal. His word does not change. Hebrews 13, 8 says, For I am the Lord thy God, I change not. Uh, that was in, in, I'm sorry, that's in Micah. In Hebrews 13, it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, he is the same. Acts 1, when the angel was talking to the disciples, they saw him go up. They said, this same Jesus shall come in, in like manner. Go out there and get busy. He didn't say another one like him. He said, this same Jesus. So Jesus is the same. And the, the, the millenniums that have passed do not change the meaning of the word of God. Now. We have to be careful not to become like the Bible revisionists and use modern definitions for Bible terms or thoughts. We have to be careful that we don't look at it in light of 2024 terminology. We look at it in light as God gave it to us. Now, let me make a statement here. The Bible is the eternal words of God. They grow as we grow. They're living. They are still inspired. They're not inspired in the original language. They still are inspired. Inspiration means the breath of God. And if the breath of God's not there, it's dead. You quit breathing, you quit living. Real simple. So if the words of God are not breathing, it's dead. And God's dead. I happen to know something. God's not dead. So we have to be careful, though, that we don't become like these modernists and revisionists. Uh, This is where we get off in doctrines that are not true. Uh, We need to look at the Bible from God's original intent, not how we see it with changed terminology. Now, let me help you with something tonight. God chose the Hebrew nation to be blessed And to give us our Savior and King. But the Bible and spiritual things are the same all the way throughout history. See, well, there's an Old Testament and it was law. New Testament was grace. Whoever taught you that didn't know what God said. Because my Bible says that nobody was ever saved by keeping the law. The Old Testament... They looked forward to Jesus coming. In the New Testament, we look back at he did come. That's the only difference. We have the complete word of God. Now, listen to me very carefully here. We're going to use our Bibles a lot in Hebrews chapter 4 and Galatians chapter 3. So if you want to put your finger in one of those and put a marker in the other one, we're going to go back and forth. A lot to, between Ephesians and, uh, and Hebrews here. You're going to see some things tonight that I think will help you. God does not see 
one group of people over another. Now, everybody listen to me. He promised to bless the nation of Israel, the Hebrew race. He did not promise to bless the Jewish religion. That's why Baptists have no business studying Jewish religion in Baptist churches. Let's just pull out the Koran and study that. No different. Everybody doing okay? God didn't strike me with lightning. Everything's okay. Now, I want to show you something here. God does not see us as far as Jew or Gentile. He, he quit the differentiation of that with Calvary. And honestly, he did it throughout all of history. The only reason he was favoring the Hebrew nation was because of the coming Savior and the, the, the kingly line for, for, for Christ. Look at uh, Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse number uh, 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. Boy, that's where we're at in America today. Uh, For we are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then ye are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. In other words, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're in Christ, we all have the same benefit. There is no difference. God doesn't show favoritism. By the way, he never has. He promised to bless the nation of Israel, but not the Jewish religion. And he said it doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, if you're uh, a leader, a follower, a bondsman, or a free man. It doesn't matter if uh, who you are, we're all the same in Christ Jesus. That is an important statement. The problem with uh, the Jew is that they never had faith in their gospel. When God gave them the gospel, they wanted to add law to it. They wanted to add their own works and their own righteousness to it. Do you know that the word Jew doesn't even show up until after the Babylonian captivity? When they rebuilt the temple. And the temple then became a religious center. As we studied several weeks ago, the tabernacle was the government. It was intended to be, God wanted to be their God and lead them. That's why the true tabernacle in heaven is the throne room of God, Revelation 21. And God will lead us from the tabernacle in heaven because it is the seat of government, not the seat of, quote unquote, religion. The Ten Commandments were civil law. The priests were the judges and the politicians of the day. Have you ever noticed if you had to go to court? Brother Scott said he goes regularly. Uh, but uh, if you go to court in America, the judge wears a robe. Wonder why? Because that's what the Levites wore. They were the ones who judged the people. Everybody doing okay? Now, I'm not going to reteach that. But the, the Jewish religion took faith away and added works to the gospel. That's why they've been wrong all along. Uh, 
They kept works or laws as part of salvation. Turn, uh, look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 2. Hebrews 4, verse number 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. Now everybody look at me. What's the gospel? The virgin-born Son of God lived our righteousness for us, was crucified, shed his blood, was buried, resurrected, conquered death for us, put his blood on the mercy seat in heaven, and it's only by grace through faith that we get it. Correct? Now that is the gospel. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in them that heard it. In other words, they said, well, we believe the gospel, but we believe we've got to do our part. Well, I hate to tell you something, but the Bible says we're all sinners and there's none of us that are righteous. No, not one. None of us have enough righteousness of our own to get saved. And we have to realize, even if you didn't sin, you'd still die and go to hell because you don't have enough righteousness to make it in. When we get saved, not only are we forgiven, that brings us up to zero, but God imputes his righteousness in the book of Romans, it talks about it, and he puts the righteousness of Christ on our account, which gives us access to everything in heaven. It's not just the absence of sin, it's the presence of righteousness. It is those two things combined, and the Jewish religion said, well, I can do my own righteousness. Eh, Wrong answer. Tonight, I want to show you how God drops the labels on people. What do you mean labels? Jew, Gentile, Greek. God's the same for all of us. And he drops it all, and he shows us this tonight in a very powerful way. First of all, I'll, I'll quickly go through this. We're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight. So lick your finger and stick it in somebody's ear. Uh, the gospel has always been required, uh, has always required faith. Only false religion adds works to the gospel. Now, let me make a statement here. Any preacher, any church that says you have to do something to get saved of your own righteousness, it's bad religion. Well, you have to repent from your sin. I have to realize that I'm a sinner on my way to hell, that I need a savior, and that my righteousness is not good enough, and that I'll trust Jesus Christ as my Savior, the moment I do that, that is the act of repentance. It's not a matter of turning from sin. Guess what? We're all sinners. (laughs) Well, after you get saved, you shouldn't sin anymore. Show me that in the Bible. If that's the case, all the disciples died and went to hell. They quit the ministry. The leader was cussing and swearing. Everybody doing okay? All right. Go back to, uh, uh, go to Galatians chapter 3. So many verses I want to get to tonight. Galatians chapter 3, look at verse number 6. And I'm going to read a fairly lengthy. Now I want you to notice the word Abraham here. I want you to notice the word faith here. And I want you to notice how God uses these terms very carefully. 
Look at verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God. Everybody look at me. Does it say that he kept the law to get saved? Abraham was before the law. Uh-oh. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Everybody look at me. Did you know that if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're a child of Abraham? Scripturally, and I'll show you that in a little while here. Look, look, look at the next verse here. And the Scripture, notice that's talking about the Old Testament. Foreseeing that God <clears throat> would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Not all religions. All nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be a man's covenant, yet it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not into to seeds as of many, but as of one into thy seed, which is Christ. In other words, when you get saved, you're as much saved as any Hebrew that ever got saved. Now, we're going somewhere with this. Take your Bible. By the way, salvation is by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. And that what? That faith is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's why Romans twelve three, God hath given to every man the measure of faith. God has put into the heart of every human the desire to, and faith necessary to get saved. We can't even provide our own faith. God had to give it to us. We just have to use what he gave us. Now, salvation comes by grace through faith. Go to Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. I'm going to show you something here. <laughs> Some of you are going to shout. Some of you are going to cry. I'm going to show you that we're all Hebrew by a spiritual birth. Romans chapter 2, look at verse number 11. <laughs> and I love this. Let, let, let's uh, go back up to 
verse number 10. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Why to the Jew first? Because Jesus was a Hebrew and they were the ones that God was using at the time. Well, watch this. For there is no respecter of persons with God. I had some preacher one day tell me that the Bible was only written to the Jews and it wasn't written to the Gentile. I said, you're an idiot and get out of my office. I said, I want nothing to do with you. For as many as have sinned without the law shall perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these have not the law, are, the, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, that their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Christ Jesus, according to my what? Okay, you sound like a bunch of Methodists. According to my what? God's going to judge us by the gospel, not by laws. Are you saved or are you lost? Verse 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resistest the law, and makest thy boast of God. And knowest his will and approvest the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law and art confident that thou art thyself a guide to the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which hast thou form of knowledge and of truth in the law. Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest not thou thyself? That thou preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou shalt sayest, a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorst idols, dost thou not commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law through the breaking of the law, dishonorest thou God? For the name of God is blaspheme among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. For circumcision ver verily profiteth, if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not the uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Shall not the uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and in circumcision that is of the heart, in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. He's, he's going after the Jewish religion here and said, look, you go about thinking you know everything and you think you know God, but you're just a bunch of, a bunch of hypocrites. The keeping of your laws don't make you anything. Without Christ, without the gospel, you're nothing. And he's pretty well putting the punch to him. Uh, go back to Galatians chapter 3 again. Galatians chapter 3. We read it in verse 27 or 28, but go back to verse 27. For as many of you as have been 
what's the next word? Baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Now look at me. Baptism came by the church. Oh. In other words, God said if you got saved and you've been baptized into the church, you put on Christ. We're all the same. Brother Aaron, you grew up Jewish. He liked bacon too much to stay that way, amen? <laughs> I would just call him Porky. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now wait a minute. Uh, just because you, you grew up Jewish and went to Hebrew school doesn't make you a Christian. Wasn't until you trusted Christ as your Savior that you got saved. Amen. I remember the day well. Uh, so we have to understand something. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ and put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. If you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Everything that God promised the Hebrew race of people, he's given to every person that's trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. Say why? Because we're the sons of God. We've been born again and we've been adopted. Amen. Amen? And I won't go back into that one. Next, i got to hurry. The Jewish religion has always been wrong because it's been based on works and not faith. Look back at Hebrews chapter 4 again, verse number 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now we have to realize something. <coughs> God has very little good to say about the Jewish religion. Go back to Galatians chapter 1. <coughs> Sorry. While you're turning, I'll cough. Galatians chapter 1. Look at verse number 13. For ye have heard of my conversation in pastime in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, profited in the Jews' religion above many mine equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my father's but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Huh. God's using Paul here as an example. He said, look, you were of the Jewish religion and you were killing Christians, persecuting the church. Why? Because that's what the religion of the Jews was doing. It was killing Christians. They killed Christ. Why would they not go after the followers? Uh, go to Romans chapter 8. Say, what is this law all about? Is it the Ten Commandments? Is it the Levitical law or the moral law? No, let me show you what the law is. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8, look at verse number 1. I love this verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit, notice the word law there. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free 
from the law of sin and death. What is the law? The law is we're all sinners and we're all going to die. There's a penalty on sin. Look at the next verse. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that do mind the things of the flesh, but they, uh, for they are, uh, for they are that that, uh, after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is against, is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What is the law that is being talked about? The law of sin and death. Not the Ten Commandments. Not the Levitical law. Not the moral laws. It was a matter of the law of sin and death. Now, Judaism, Jewish religion... And man's religions are filled with everything based on man's body and soul and not their spirit. God made us body, soul, and spirit. And to get saved, the spirit has to be born again. Now watch me. You can't get born again by getting dunked in a tank. That's your body. You can't get to heaven by living a good life. That's your body and your soul. You can't get to heaven by talking in some unknown jibber-jabber and saying all the motorcycle names backwards. Uh, you can't get saved by living a certain way and trying to live without sin. No, you get saved by trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. And at that moment, you're saved. Every bit of man's religion is based on their body or their soul, not their spirit. They are trying to attain spiritual life through the body and the soul. You can't do it. That's why Jesus and Nicodemus, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, no, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. You can no more earn your own salvation and work for your own salvation than you can turn yourself into being a horse. God doesn't change life forms. Never has, never will. That's why there's no such thing as these sodomites. Well, I'm a man in a woman's body or I'm a woman in a man's body. No, you're just messed up in the head. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Two bulls don't make a cow. Take you out to the farm, we can prove it to you. Doesn't take long. Go to Galatians chapter 5 for a second. I want to show you how all the Bible comes together here. Galatians chapter 5, look at verse number 5. I've got just a few minutes here. Galatians 5, verse number 5. For we through the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith 
which worketh by love. Wow. In other words, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, salvation's to everybody by the Holy Spirit. Is that not what God just said there? You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Go to Galatians chapter 6. Look at verse number 14. I'm about to shout. But God forbid that I should glory save the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world, uh, by, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy. And upon the Israel of God. Notice it didn't say the Jews of God. The Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Small s. Amen. You have to understand something. God promised to bless the nation of Israel, the Hebrew race, not the Jewish religion. Most of the Jewish religion has always been against what God said. I've got to hurry. I've got six minutes. Let's finish up here. Number three. God has given us the promised rest by the word of God. Go back to Hebrews chapter 4. He talks about us entering into a rest. Now I want you to notice something. Look at verse number 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Notice that's not in reference to the Hebrew people only. That's to everybody because he said in, in salvation by the gospel, every man is Abraham's seed, right? Yes, Alright, look at the next verse. For he... That is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. In other words, we don't have to try to work for our salvation. It's already been cared for. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do, seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession." For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Can I tell you something? We looked a few weeks ago at uh, Hebrews and we looked at chapter two or chapter three, verse number one, and we talked about Jesus being the apostle and the high priest. Powerful truth. Can I tell you something? He came as the Lamb of God, 
and he died as our sacrifice. But he resurrected as our high priest. That's why when he died and he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which being interpreted is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God the Father, God the Holy Spirit turned their back on Jesus for three hours. He suffered our hell for us. And the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. That gave us direct access because he was resurrecting as our high priest. When he came back and Mary saw him and she said, Rabboni, he said, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended to the Father. Go tell my brethren. I'll meet him at the church tonight. I'll be back. He left earth. He went to heaven. He went into the true tabernacle in heaven. He walked through the holy place at the outer courtyard. He walked right to the throne of God where the mercy seat is. He took his hands. He he took the blood from his side in his hands and he wiped it on the mercy seat and said, Father, it's now cared for. It's got my blood. All of humanity's sin has now been paid for. When we get to heaven one day, we're going to see it. Three years ago, my mama went to heaven. She got to see the blood. I was thinking uh, Monday, Miss Lily, it's been two years since she went to heaven. New Year's Day. And I, I thought, you know, I can hear Miss Lily now. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And she got her a fur neck liner and she's happy as all get out. Amen. Now, wait a minute. Uh, I, I was thinking about those that got to, to see those things. Jesus fulfilled all the gospel for us because we cannot do it on our own. But I want you to know something. He also wiped out all the labels. The gospel's for everybody. To the Jew, to the Gentile, to the Greek, to the European, to the American, to the South American, to the African, to whatever kind of am you want to be. Did you know you can't get the gospel to the wrong person? Yeah, you can't witness to the wrong person. Well, preacher, I'm just not real comfortable with it. Well, you fall in love with God, you'll talk about him everywhere you go. The gospel has never changed. It's been the same from the time that Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden until today. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll be done. Hebrews chapter 11, we'll be done. I'm going to read quickly. Watch this. Now faith, remember God said that they had the gospel but it wasn't mixed with faith? Now I want you to notice something here. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders uh, obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that means no evolution, so that things which are uh, seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous and God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By the way, there was no law back then except the law of sin and death. By faith, Enoch was translated. He should not, that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. That's long before Moses. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. And it goes on talking about Abraham living by faith in the gospel. Can I tell you something? People in the Old Testament got saved by faith the same way we get saved by faith. The gospel has never changed. So, go to Hebrews chapter 13. read this passage I'll make one statement and then we're going to pray and go to the house look at verse number 8 Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines for it is a good thing that thou uh, that the heart be established with grace and not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein we have an altar. Wherefore, they have no right to eat that which is served in the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For we have, or for here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer sacrifice and praise to God continually, uh, that, that it is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Can I tell you something? He paid our sacrifice for us. People are people. God wants all people saved. Smart people, not so smart people. Rich people, poor people. Red people, brown people, black people, white people, green, blue, purple, or whatever color they be. God doesn't care. Color of our skin matters not to God. Doesn't matter what race we are. God God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Grace Baptist Church, we're a hospital, not a museum. It's a place where people are supposed to come and get help. Not where we're supposed to put somebody on display. It's not about us, it's about him. And God broke down those barriers. Do you remember as we went through the book of Acts how that the Jews were upset that Peter went and preached to a bunch of Gentiles and came back and said they were filled with the Holy Ghost just like the Jews were? And they said, can't be because they haven't been circumcised. Because the Jews had their own little clique. No cliques here. Say why? Because we're all the same in Christ Jesus. We're all the same. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. Boy. We just put about three semesters of Bible college into one one Wednesday night Bible study. But you got to realize something. The word of God doesn't change. It's the same for all of us. 
It's not different to the Jew or to the Hebrew or to the Gentile or to the Greek. It's the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.